What follows is a teaser for season one of Reclaim Detroit, a Vampire the Masquerade audio drama from the mind of Ray Stacanus. Reclaim Detroit will debut in July 2022 wherever you get your podcasts. For more information, go to at Vampire Detroit on Twitter. And now... There's some weirdo Satanist out there or something that you might have heard of? I mean, there are, but this doesn't sound like one of them. This is Detroit, 1996. For a long time, the Savage Sabbath vampires held claim to this area. That is, until four years ago when McMasters and his Camarilla group infiltrated the city, then kicked their asses out. I still can't believe your clan lets you call yourself Tory. There are no rules for us anymore. We are who we want to be. Right now, I want to be Tory. It's a little audacious, though, isn't it? Hey, audacious is my middle name. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is it? Why am I in the back alley of this gin joint? It turns out that the best way to gain knowledge is to invite the city to your secret club and film them the entire time that they're there. Who knew? <laughs> I work for you Camarilla folks, too. But you also work for them. It's an underground gothic club for kindred. The lady would prefer tiki torches and Christmas lights. Some loudmouth drunks thought it would be fun to break in my domain and cause trouble tonight. They were wrong. center of the universe, on the planet Eternia, looms Castle Grayskull, ancient fortress of mystery, its power sought by the dark forces of Snake Mountain, sanctuary of sin and sorrow, ruled by the demon Skeletor and his evil acolytes, and the only thing that stands in their way is Prince Adam who defends the secrets of Castle Grayskull as He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and oh, yes, we are. Much to the chagrin of the entire rest of the show, we are doing another Masters of the Universe revelation Season one, part two, episode four. We're almost through it. One more after this. The episode is called Hope, comma, for a destination. I am Ray Stacanus. No, you're not. Your name is Boris. Always oh, has been, always will be. We're, we're bringing that out. We're bringing out the big guns early, I see. Boris. This is where my mistake is. The day that we're recording the show should not be the day I tell personal stuff on Twitter. Nope, absolutely not. Uh, if I'm, if I'm feeling real, uh, uh, persnickety, I'll, I'll write it down so that I can remember, uh, in this case, though, didn't need to. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that's about. So I feel out of the loop. There was, well, this is Robert Clark Chan and Gina Polito. I'll say it. TV's Gina Polito and pot. Was it podcasts? Robert? What was your name? Robert Clark Chan (laughs) podcastings, uh, Michael Jai white podcastings, Michael Jai white. 
Robert Clark Chan. <laughs> um, thank you. It's been a uh, long to, weekend, everybody. Yeah, listen to who would win, everybody. It's a great Met show. Jokes. Uh, Robert Clark Chan is the uh, is the uh, judge this week. Um, anyway, Gina, uh, there was a Twitter uh, thread this morning that went around, which was, uh, "What did your parents want to name you before you got the name that you got?" I saw. Okay, I did see that. I did see yes. that. And so I told the truth. My mom has told me many times that before I was born, my dad wanted to have a, a kid, a son, with a very strong Russian name. This is very important to him. And he said, his name is going to be Boris. That will be be me. I will be Boris. And then my mom said, absolutely no fucking way. Especially in the middle of the Cold War. Smart. Yeah. He named our kid Boris. The fuck are you talking about? I feel like you just, you dodged the Zangief bullet. I did dodge Like after Boris, it would have been Zangief. You know, I would have loved Zangief though. Zangief would have been amazing. (laughs) You could have gone by you Zan. Know. Oh, Big Z. Geef. <laughs> I don't think I would have liked Geef. I don't think that's the one. Yeah, it's too close to Queef. Everyone very in grade school would have called you Queef. Yeah. Um, so my dad said, no, okay, if I can't have Boris, I'm just going to name him Ray after myself. <sighs> that's why I am the second. Fair enough. Nope. And it made so- having one landline when I was in high school uh, in, in, in uh, the, the early 90s uh, very difficult. Because they would, people with deeper voices would start calling up and saying, is Ray there? And my mom would have no idea who to hand a phone to. But <laughs> shockingly, was always wrong. She always yeah, yeah. got it wrong. Every time. <laughs> I'll say that's some white man nonsense. Naming, naming their kids after themselves. I saw that. I knew a family once a while ago. And there was a you know mom, dad, uh, uh, son, daughter. And the d- son had the dad's name. But the daughter also had the mom's name. That is peak whiteness. Yeah, that's and peak whiteness. That's I like they already have your last name. They don't also need your first name. Does she yeah. get to be a junior? I is think that so. Do? I don't know. I, I, it's just that's nothing. I've never really heard of it before. You'll never believe those people were from Ohio. You'll never we, believe that. We have one. We have we have in my family there there are one where it's the same man is same as son woman is same as daughter and really? since we're Italian the 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 kids were Lil or little like Lil Anthony Lil Joanne okay I get that because Italians don't, don't like really it. Italians don't really do junior. Uh, we, yeah, we, and in the Italian, you, we call you Big Tony and Little Tony. <laughs> yeah, and Italians only have like five names to go around. So if you have yeah, enough kids, true. you got to start doubling up. Yeah, it's, you, it's accurate. How do you fill out uh, government forms? You got Mister, Ms. Junior, Lil. You got Lil, Lil. on here. <laughs> it's only a matter of time yeah. till we get Lil on there. Racist. Yeah, then uh, they then they vary it a little bit. Like if there's there's a lot of Josephs in the family, so there's Joe, Joey. Little Joey, Big Joe, Josiah. Big Joey. <laughs> it's it's an episode of The Sopranos. Oh, Jew. <laughs> uh, what was what was the name that you were almost Gina? I was always I was always just Gina. Uh, named my, my parents were entertainment fans, so Gina after Gina Lola Bridgera, and my brother is Dean after Dean Martin. To two you Italian entertainers. That that's awesome. But to be fair, it wasn't always going to be TV's Gina Ippolito. They were a big <laughs> fan of Broadway growing up in yeah. New Jersey, yeah. and it was going to be Broadway's Gina Ippolito. That's true. Um, 
Catskills Gina Ippolito. <laughs> oh, I would love to be Catskills oh, Gina Ippolito. You got to work your way there, though. You're not there yet. <laughs> I want to. I want to. It's it's just like in Dirty Dancing. Just like. Pretty much so exactly is this a, like. Is this a four non blondes reference? Is that the the title of this episode? Or are they are they going four non blondes here? I. <sighs> I don't know enough about the four non-blondes to have an answer to that question, but I will say it's a strange name of an episode. It's well, it's because the because so- the song, the only four non-blondes song that anyone knows is is what's the what's going on or what's up. It's and it's it's trying to get up that great big hill of hope for a destination. So it's got to be oh, right. Wow. It's got to be then. It's got to wow. be. Yeesh. I don't. I don't believe that the writers of this show, uh, now knowing that that exists, are capable of coming up with this title, except for an homage to that song. Well, yeah. I mean, because I, because I was like, when I read it, I was like, is that, is that, is that four non blondes? And I literally just googled "Hope for a Destination" to see if maybe I was missing some. Maybe there's a short story named that, but but literally the first eighty things that come up are four non-blondes and then like the 81st is masses of the universe revelation hope for destination <laughs> so I, it's got it's gotta be right it's got yeah be. yeah i mean i didn't even i, I didn't think about it because i knew that if i if i dug if i scratched even the slightest bit i would uncover some unholy horror that i had no <laughs> i did not want in my head now it's in there so thanks yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't really know what this. The, I mean, other than the song is is is. Yeah, it's like it's. I don't know. It's about hope for a generation, I guess. But to, that they'll finally get up that great big hill. I don't know what that. It's. It is kind of a weird cut, I guess. I, I mean, as you say, it is exactly what you would expect from this show. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. Well, this is a, this episode starts out with Tila meditating and she's trying to send a message to all people of Eternia to stand up and fight evil Lynn who just wiped out their heaven. And unfortunately, she's floating in the air. She's got these magic powers, but it doesn't seem to be working. So she just sort of collapses and she's so darn mad. She's like, I wish I had tech. And they say mad. And the, uh, the other lady whose name I've forgotten again. Uh, yeah, says magic is the only way. These mountains are all made of magic. That's what the sorceress did. She's like, yo, but I'm not the sorceress. And she's like, I don't know. Maybe you are. I don't know. But I, and I will say this is what happens when I try and meditate. I'm mm-hmm. I'm just like, ugh, ugh, this is stupid. I why am I trying to do this? You could be writing right now. Yeah, it's like it's like why am I? This is not. This is this isn't getting me anywhere. I'm not progressing in anything. My mind is not calm. I mean, so I feel I, like I feel her. you're you're not trying to communicate with the entire planet through a magic that you do not understand. You don't know what's so on my headspace. Different. I don't, you don't know what's on my headspace app. You said you're going to you said you were trying to meditate, which is a very <laughs> different thing. Like if you're like if you had a bunch of crystals and you were trying to like reach out and astral project for, you know, I don't know, to uh, to get a job on a Chuck Lorre show or something like that. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, okay. You do understand. You're trying to meditate for God's sakes. I mean, to it's be fair, thing. to be fair, when I say trying to meditate, I mean, when I go to bed, sometimes I use the free headspace app. 
Mm-hmm. And they talk about how we're flying around Tatooine and it's peaceful and you should go to sleep. Does that work? <laughs> Sometimes. And that's when Gina's lying in bed saying, sleeping? That's not productive. It's true. <laughs> you know what I need is a larger bed. <laughs> I can't wait for my big bed. I don't, are we, are we talking king. about that on the air too? My goodness. It really don't Look, tell anything uh, personal no. in front of Robert Clark Chan on recording Look, day. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Gina is, is, is uh, the size of, of a personal pan pizza. And she's <laughs> ordered a mattress that is the size of New Hampshire. I've ordered a, a regular king sized mattress. It's a mm-hmm. regular mattress. I did not get a California king. I did not get the 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 king that's like extended. What whatever it is, there's a California king, and then there's like something else. There's like I don't know an Arkansas king or some other state. This is the whole point. I have a California king because I need a California king. You may have seen in the pictures. I am roughly seventeen times yes. the size of TV's Gina Ippolito, mm-hmm. and yet her bed size is only one notch down from mine. I mean, look, let's be real. Adults, adult human beings should not have a, a, a bed that's smaller than a queen. Can we at least agree on that? No, that's true. My, that's fair. My I, partner I that. and I are legitimately three to four times the human mass of you, Gina, and we are on a full. I mean, it that's weird. It that's, should be a queen. That that's, is a little small. You know, Chad, I was going to say, it's time for you to upgrade, I think. <laughs> yeah, king, that's, that's a king, weird. That's weird. No, no. No, I, if I, if I, I will say like, if I go to someone's house, if I go to a guy's house or something and he's sleeping on a twin, I'm assuming he's had that bed since college. A twin. Yes. Twin is too small. Twin. For if an you're adult over the person. age of 14, you need to get, you need to step uh, up from a twin. King says that you are looking for places to stash the body parts <laughs> and you know, like don't look under there. Cause in the box spring is just going to be just piles of corpses. Then, to be fair, though, Chan, unless you're very large, then it makes sense. Even then, you're I trying to like justify your are... California king while begrudging me my regular sized king. I have I two do. cats. I have <laughs> I have two cats and seventeen okay. more in the yard. What are we talking about right okay, now? Hold um, on. Okay, I had not factored in the cat thing. <laughs> that, oh, wait a minute. That does make a little sense to me. I'm willing to back down off of this one. You know, I have a California <laughs> king, and I still almost hang over the edge of the bed. I have two cats and regular orgies. Oh, well, uh, okay. okay, here's the deal. You didn't that say makes you, sense. That you didn't makes say sense. that you brought you bought like latex sheets for it. You had said that. I'd be like, oh, well, that makes perfect sense. Obviously, Gina's doing weird sex stuff in a ginormous bed. That's I mean, that's normal. Totally acceptable. To be fair, your basement of a dozen twenty-four-year-old six-foot-four guys. Um, the fact that they've had been doing all this stuff on the twin up to this point was a little oh. disturbing, you know. No, I have not. Too small. I mean, I, like legitimately, I have not had a twin-sized bed. In, like, like even in college, I when I like had my own place, I had a full, and then when I moved out to California, I got a queen. Why you keep still bringing up this straw man of a twin bed? Like any of us have a twin bed. You're like, oh, that's, that's weird, twin beds. I know, nobody has one. Yeah, but isn't full only one size up from a twin? You're the weird one here. I mean, I bought it up. I bought it when I was still single, and it was huge then. I thought, weren't you just talking about how you were mattress shopping just a year ago? Well, because we got the big, the Ikea bed with the drawers in it. 
I don't want to give that up because the drawer is that storage space. Oh, it's so Gina, nice. Gina, I'm just not convinced you need bigger than a crib mattress. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm like, saying physically. I'm not the weird one here. The weird <laughs> one is two full-grown adults sleeping in a full-size bed. I mean, she's got you there, Chan. Yeah, I don't really know what to say to that one. You got no D for that one. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. It's rough. But the storage like, space, my God. I don't look, you are the hoarder. I do not need extra storage space. I don't even use the storage space I have because I don't like clutter. Yeah, mm, you got uh, you there again, uh, Stan. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, I feel like like uh if Marie Kondo were a supervillain, that would be Gina. Like, I don't I don't I don't need clutter or possessions. Hey, I've got plenty of possessions. I'm looking right now at a framed picture of the mutiny on my desk. I've got a cat mug filled with pens. I have things. I just don't have unnecessary things. If it's something <clears throat> if it's something that I'm not going to use in the span of a year, that's something I can get rid of. So Adam and Skeletor have now no. formed an alliance. No, we no, don't want to go on. back to this guy. No, we're moving on. <laughs> uh, Evil Lynn is going to end existence as we know it. So Adam and Skeletor decide they have to work together. Skeletor says there's only one way out of this. We get in close. You unleash that primal He-Man. And that He-Man might have enough strength and power to take out, you know, super-powered Evil Lynn. But we got to go to Castle Grayskull to do it. And he says, Adam's, I got a plan. We're going to go to Castle Grayskull. He's like, great. He's like, wait, is your plan to like go and ask very nicely for her not to destroy the universe? And he says, oh, it is. That is your plan. Oh, no. That's what we're doing. That and was, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that moment. Not going to lie. That was the only like marginally witty, fun, enjoyable moment in this thing. Uh, but it was still like way telegraphed and like, ugh, I don't know, I mean, man. Everything on this show is telegraphed. Let's I know. <laughs> that's why it's that's, not good, Ray. But that's good writing. You know, they telegraph. It's called foreshadowing. And then it happens right mm. away. Mm. The thing that they were just describing. Right. No. Yeah, that's ergo, not as I learned in English happened. class in ninth grade, good writing. Mm-mm. Maybe great writing. Maybe so not. Is, that I think so about Skeletor, it. does he just have his normal Skeletor powers now? Like he doesn't have the sword. Yes. He's not dead anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, regular Skeletor, old Skeletor? As a, he is a very powerful, like, wizard. He has very powerful magic. Yeah, I know who Skeletor is, Ray. Don't mansplain Skeletor to me. That's why I said, does he what? just have his norm, normal Skeletor don't, power? Don't mansplain to Gina, Ray. Look, I'm not going <laughs> to bone-splain to Gina here. Uh, <laughs> I will just say, like, he is known, and this is not just for Gina. This is for the people at home, Gina. This is a podcast medium. I'm Look, not who, just talking to you. Who of our fans you. do you think don't know Skeletor? Oh, uh, oh, oh, my man, Jerry, right there does not know Skeletor. I'm going to tell him, Jerry, I know you're listening. You don't know Skeletor. And if you do, don't tell me. Let me have this. Everybody who listens to the show knows Skeletor because they're the ones that keep telling us to to watch this show. (laughs) Okay. Even though Gina absolutely do not want to. So what Chan is referring to is a conversation before the show where Chan asked out loud, or maybe it was Gina, but I think it was Chan. Uh, but saying that it must have been Gina. Uh, yep. does anybody at home actually yes. want us to do more math? That of was the me, right? That and I was just, I, me. You know what? I came to the right conclusion at oh the end. Gina. I had god. to talk it through. Oh my god! I had to talk it through, and I said yes. Delvin Cox wrote me a DM 
And Delvin Cox said, I want, I cannot wait for you guys to watch more He-Man. And so, yes, the people <sighs> demand it, Gina. They need completion. Look- I mean, I, like we we will finish this season. I'm just saying, I'm gonna have to do some real soul searching if there's another season. I think they've announced another season. Oh no, they have. It's a spinoff. Oh no, uh, Masters of the Universe. I think Retaliation. Who, I think that's who, what they were gonna call it. Th- w- there is not a character in this thing that I would want to see a spinoff of. Who oh, would they follow? I would see a spinoff of the cute little blue yak in this episode that I think yes. they murder. The one immediately yes, murdered. Yeah. It's a, it's a vision. It's not like real. I don't care. Still. I don't like the murdering of yaks. I would uh, uh, I would watch Merman. I would watch a Merman spinoff. I'm not going to lie. I would watch, uh, who's it, Triclops? Who was it that, Triclops. that Henry Rollins played? Yes. I would, Triclops. I would, with, the, Triclops. with the techno uh, cult. I would I would follow a Henry Rollins animated series. I like that. Or like when that. is it going to make that uh, Henry Rollins and Glenn Danzig as gay lovers uh, cartoon? I would watch the shit out of that. Is that supposed to be a thing? Uh, it's it's a uh, web comic, but I would love it to oh, be seriously? made into an animated uh, series. Oh, that's really funny. Mm. I didn't know that. Um, Look it up. So we cut back to Evil Lynn. And the biggest thing I could say about Evil Lynn now that she's got these sorceress powers is her Hold abs on. We're not, we're not going to talk about the fact that no, this, you had your vision, this vision that Gina is talking about. I'm getting the to the vision. You skip. I, did, I jumped the gun on the vision a bit. I just wanted to no, talk about right Yeah. We're right here. I, I want to talk about Lynn's abs first because, look, if, if Gina can enjoy Snowjob's abs, I can enjoy Lynn's abs. Oh, that I is, love them. That is sexy. That is very sexy. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I love those abs. I'm curious how many, because I've been doing about 100 crunches a day for the past few days, and I'm curious wow. how many, because mine look nothing like hers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe she possesses all of the power of creation, so that's oh, probably yeah. what you actually need to get abs like that. Okay, is that it, is that on my Headspace app? Can I do that I, on, on my Headspace app? Maybe you can look it up. You can check it. It's probably <laughs> you have to pay extra for it, but you know. oh, what is it like four ninety nine a month? Four dollars <laughs> ninety nine cents. Yeah, but you get them abs. Come on, worth. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. I really don't like giving money to apps. I don't. I'm. I'm not in favor. It's like no. all I do is give money to apps. No, everything. Everything on there needs to be free. Uh, I'm a grumpy old man. I will say that I like the abs. Uh, that is my general, you know, that, that, that's what I'm into. However, since, uh, um, uh, Joss Whedon has, uh, been taken down all of the pegs. I feel like the idea of the strong woman who has, isn't actually a strong character, just has big muscles or is really fiery or can fight well, uh, has been also been, uh, um, taken down. Some no, Nazis. I still love it. I want, I want my chick strong. Like Xena is a fully realized character, and she's strong and, and whips ass. Awesome. But like uh, the dollhouse girls, like who are like sex robots, I guess, but also can what? fight. What is um, that? I own the graphic novel. I'm familiar with all of the seasons that were then in mm. graphic novels. No, and it didn't seem. I feel like that's what we got going on here, and I'm, I'm. Evelyn is a fully realized character. She has a backstory. She has wants and not wants. She has fiery uh, uh, dislikes. Ray, of things. you need to go stick your head in the oven. <laughs> is this smell bad in there? 
Yeah, tell me in an hour if it smells bad after an All hour. Right. I mean, okay, uh, but we, I thought we were going to finish are the we, show. Are we to the magic yak yet? The vision we'll happens over it. The yak did not, happens. The vision is literally and then right she here. she wakes up and we talk about her abs. That's why I was clarifying. <laughs> the vision is the sorceress by some magic lake. She has a beautiful blue oxen with her. And a snake comes by, a, a green looking kind of snaky snake. And it bites the ram, the ox, whatever, kills it immediately. And then the sorceress bird flies out of the sky, grabs it out of the way before the sorceress can get hurt by it. But then the snake also bites the bird, which then comes crashing down into the ocean, consumed with magical energies. Wake up, Lynn. You got abs. Uh, I don't like that the ox dies, even if it's a even if it's a, only a vision and didn't really die. Sad. Also, oxen is the plural form of ox. So just one singular ox. Also, this isn't. I don't think this is an ox. I'm pretty sure this is a yak. I rode goat, but uh, I imagine it was some sort of like Eternia goat that's like a goat, but it's no. also you know, like a buffalo or something, you know. You guys don't know what yaks look like. Welcome no. back to everyone's no favorite game. What animal is it? It's a yak. <laughs> I did not get a yak. You don't it has know properties. that the plural of ox is oxen. Mm -hmm. Oxen free. Two things. One, she had abs last episode when she took all yeah, of the we, we probably talked about them then too. They're once. great. Yeah. Uh, second, sorry, I, you can only talk about abs once, Chan. <laughs> I mean, how long are we going to focus on this? I mean, look, every time they show yeah. it, it's amazing. Like, do you know how much maintenance it requires to to maintain those abs? Like you're you're not only eating right and doing a lot of crunches. You're also hydrating and then dehydrating to get that kind of definition. She possesses so, all of the power of creation. No. She's doing zero crunches. She's magicking them abs. She is not well, that's putting cheating. Work, I know. don't like that then. I don't I like that. Don't believe that's it. cheating. She's, I her name she, is I think Evil she's Lynn. Got a, a diet she, regimen and she does crunches, Chan. I disagree. That she's a hardworking woman, Chan. Thank you. What, is that so impossible to believe, Robert Clark Chan? I choose to believe that yaks don't have those curly horns like goats, so it's not a yak, Gina. But you know who I else has a curly uh, horn? A ram, just for the record. Mm, it could have been record. a ram. It could be a ram. Could be. Uh, the other thing is that the this should be right up my alley, because she wakes up and she's like, I just saw a vision. God is dead. He died oh, yeah. at the beginning of time. We've always been alone. And look, look, 23-year-old Chan has eaten that shit Robert up with Clark a fork. Right there. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the, the idea that like, oh, yeah, this cool nihilist uh, with awesome lady abs has like all of the power and she's going to destroy all, uh, all of the universe, like should be really awesome. But I'm older now. And it feels so adolescent. Uh, here's, just, here's, yeah, yeah, I will, I will say because I, I actually did, I dug it, and then this is sort of one of the reasons why I say that this show is is very. It's like it's written by a young boy with ADD because they. This is the second time that they've introduced that she stares into this sort of like void, eternity void. And I dig this because this is what happened to the master to make him the master on Doctor Who. He stared into the 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 time void, the time yeah. vortex, and basically went completely insane. Mm -hmm. 
and then, and like, I'm just going to, going to jump to it here. Like at some point it, like it's said that the only reason she's doing all this, which at, at this point I'm led to believe, oh, she wants to destroy all of existence because she, she just like, she just sort of went insane from the knowledge of all of the universe because no human or attorney and brain can, can handle all that knowledge. But then at some point it's like, oh, you're doing all of this because of Skeletor and she, which she does not deny. So it's almost like they forgot in this within this episode what her motivation is because they set up her motivation right here where she says like god is dead we've always been alone we we're born alone we're born into existence alone and I'm like okay I kind of like I kind of like that this is her motivation to go full evil I kind of like the idea that she took this power originally because like she she didn't trust anyone else to handle it. She wanted it all for herself. She didn't really know why, but then she stared into the void and went insane and and couldn't handle all of the knowledge of creation. So she is now forced to destroy everything. Literally 10 minutes from now, she is going to forget that motivation and no one is going to mention it again. Yeah. And that is bad writing. Yeah. It's foreshadowing. things that will happen later like she's mad at skeletor (sighs) when we get there i have a lot to say but first we got to get through pig boy and goat man gi joe will return after these messages Skeletor have another warrior named Whiplash. Battle Armor, He-Man, and Skeletor, Whiplash, and Buzz-Off, each sold separately. And uh, He-Man have a powerful wing warrior named Buzz-Off. So it's the super sting of Buzz-Off against the vicious tail of Whiplash. Ha-ha! Now, may the mightiest warrior win. Buzz-Off and Whiplash figures are new from the Masters of the Universe collection. Other action figures also sold separately from Mattel. Now, back to G.I. Joe. Well, you, well, we got a ways to go before them. I will just say, like, I do appreciate that Beast Man sort of just like, hey, what's wrong? And then she starts just verbally abusing him. And I'm like, yeah, Beast Man, you effing incel. Don't think I forgot. You deserve every piece of uh, uh, pain that she's throwing at you. Yeah, but also, like, it, it, it's, it just feels so clunky that... Yeah. Oh, hurt people hurt people. And so she was yeah. abused. She's doing the same thing. And boy, his, she's gonna learn a lesson, isn't she? Ugh. His line, you sound just like him, is the most clunky line I've ever heard. And, and again, look, I'm left wondering who who is the audience for this? Because if it's little kids, which there's clearly too much violence, I I get them having to telegraph stuff. I get them having to say, hey, we're making commentary on how the abusee has become the abuser. If it's for adults, what kind of fucking moronic adults do they think are watching this that someone had to say? Are they just assuming it's a it's an audience of rays that they say, an executive yeah, I'm right here. That said, is her target demo. So I, I mean, who really wouldn't get in this moment when she's verbally abusing him? Is anyone saying, wow, this is, uh, uh, this doesn't remind me of anyone. Oh, wait, he's saying it reminds him of Skeletor. Now I see it. It's just such an unnecessary line. And maybe it's because I've been rewatching Breaking Bad and so much goes unsaid in that show where you're just like, shit, this is a, 
This is a lot like that they're leaving out that they're expecting us to connect the dots on, which I love, by the way. I love when they assume the audience isn't a bunch of idiots. Yeah. That thi- I, but this is just so bad. So bad. I missed a lot on Breaking Bad. I I figured. <laughs> Did you know he was selling drugs the whole time? <laughs> what? Yeah. I had had that explained to me. The nice chemistry man. Yeah, the, the teacher. It turns out those were drugs. I thought they were just fancy rocks. They sell at a sidewalk tent sales. I mean, they look like candy to me. I assumed it was candy. Oh, see, you know. I mean, I was literally just rewatching the, uh, and this show is very old. So if you haven't seen it, you deserve for it to be spoiler spoiled. The but good when, place. When Kristen Ritter dies and he's he's letting her die and he like crazy. He cries a little bit. And he had just met her dad at a bar, not knowing that it's her dad. And the dad was talking to him about how, because he just had his baby girl. I feel like if this was written, if this was Masters of the Universe Revelation, he would be standing there watching Kristen Ritter die. And he would be saying, I'm crying because I have a baby daughter. And this woman was once someone's baby daughter. And now she's dying. And I'm not doing anything. Remember, I have a baby daughter at home. And this woman was a baby 27 years ago. I feel like that's good writing. <laughs> it's foreshadowing. Apparently. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Something that's about to happen. That's called, uh, that's <laughs> called writing. You sound just like him. <laughs> anyway. Moving forward, there's a horn that sounds before uh, sort or Evelyn can do anything to Beastman. So we cut down to the sewers where Tila and oh. that other lady. Yes. No, I did just want to mention that uh, uh, there's a thing that happens in anime sometimes that uh, I usually don't mind because I figure, like you know, like some of this is in the translation or whatnot. But there's basically an emotional reaction that uh, you know, like take to the to the hero is like, oh, surprise, and then mm, and then like champs down on it and um the way that it's expressed here in the animation you know it's the the thing of uh evil lynn being like <gasps> angry or all of a sudden then, you know clamp down on it and like again it's like one more thing to let you know that oh she understands that oh she is doing the same thing that skeletor was doing to her um it was it, it was just yeah a lot um i i I don't know. Maybe I guess I have to uh, downgrade all of the anime that I have watched in the past. Ah, now you're like, coming to my level. Now you're coming to where I am, Chan. You're starting what? to get it. it. That that this show should make me hate all of the things, including all of the things that I have enjoyed in the past. Because it's starting to. It's starting <laughs> to. I would say this at its worst is better than many of those animes at their best. I mean... There's a lot of anime out there. So, yes, there's going to be some anime that is worse than this. Like, if it's not Lupin the Third or uh, Miyazaki, I don't know what you're doing. You're you're crazy. You're crazy. You're it's that's crazy and offensive. That means you've never watched a full metal alchemist. Nah. Wait, what? No, I'm saying that there is somewhere out there. No, I'm saying... Chan is saying all anime is terrible to him now because he saw this episode of Masters of the Universe Revelation. No, my comment was to Ray for Ray saying all all anime is not good unless it's Miyazaki. Oh, I see. And I was saying you clearly haven't watched much anime. 
There's a, I've watched there's a, a ton of anime, and here's the deal. When I hit a certain age, I've talked about this a lot. When I hit a certain age, all anime stopped talking to me. No, nope, you got to watch all becoming embarrassing trash. And it was right around the year 2000. Um, and I don't know it's either something happened in me or something happened in it. But right after Cowboy Bebop, which is the last one I enjoyed up until Edward joined the show and then ruined it. Um, every oh, anime man. show that I've been directed towards, every anime series that I've been said, you need to watch this. And I've watched quite a few of them. Uh, every single one of them you has not Metal stopped Alchemist? for me. Because you have not answered. I, I watched Alchemist. some Full Metal Alchemist in order to do a Who Would Win episode, and I thought that seemed okay. But uh, all the other shows I have seen uh, definitely did not rise to that level. And honestly, Full Metal Alchemist seemed way overblown, and like there's way too much of it for what it is. It's a little Lord of the Ringsy where they feel like that you need every backstory of everything, and I just don't have that kind of time these days. I will grant you that uh, that much of anime uh, just may not be worth it to a parent because, you know, you, you got shit to do. And if you're expected to, you know, crank out 80 episodes of this thing uh, while you're changing diapers, man, that is that's rough. So that's you got to make lot. some sacrifices. I get that. You're still wrong, but I get it. <laughs> yeah you I'm can't playing, use I, your you can't use your life decision to uh have an have a child hey a, hey hey against Gina, your logic raise bodies raise choice thank you <laughs> and to be fair i've had this opinion for like a full decade plus before having kids just for the record in that i want what You're did i watch it wrong. i yeah, watched this is not helping your argument at all i watched <laughs> death note terrible bleach terrible black lagoon effing terrible see Awful. i haven't watched any of those and i still like anime so you're watching the wrong ones these yeah. are all the ones that were suggested fully Cooly, i was pointed towards holy um, shit that's awful don't know uh, what that is. is you have friends with bad taste yeah i that's, mean that that that's is not I, 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 that's what i will say mm -hmm. i mean you've only been able to name full of metal alchemist which i've already explained is way overdrawn and there's too much of it to really sink your teeth into unless you're gina Polito, who watches all 320 episodes of full metal alchemist in between seasons of agents of shield i mean i'll go to bat for sailor moon also to be well, fair sailor moon, I did sailor watch moon before 2000 for the record anything before 2000 <laughs> i'm not talking about just for the record uh, i'm talking about modern anime sailor moon slaps and it will slap i'm getting my kid into it I love me some Sailor Moon. I got nothing bad to say about Sailor Moon. Let's move on. <laughs> We're in the sewer, Chan, which is where we, we are, but also on the show uh, where I was trying to go before you got me on my anime rant. How dare you. Uh, Tila and other lady whose name I've forgotten again um, are down there. It's a trap. They start getting attacked. Uh, by uh, bad guys. And I probably shouldn't uh, remember the names of any of these. I think Clawful's there. In my notes, I wrote some dudes, probably action figures, fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had the purple one. I had the purple one, and I do not remember his name for the life of me. Uh, the purple one? The purple bad guy with the spikes on his head. They were purple fighting him. Bad guy. He was like the first one who showed up in the sewers to fight them. Uh, the one who was shooting all the little like harpoon guns at them, like machine gun harpoons. Gina, did you watch the same episode I did? <laughs> You, I might have I might have blacked out. I might have blacked out. Very definitely a thing that happened on this episode for a yeah. while. Yeah. <laughs> over it, it I would say too long. 
Too yeah. long did this segment uh, go on for? The, the only, I mean, I was excited. Um, I was excited to see Blade. I, I, I was, don't know. I, oh, yes. I don't, I don't know if we've seen him before, but he no. was always one of my favorites. Me too. And he only existed because of the live action movie. He was not on the cartoon, I don't believe. Uh, they, they invented him for the live action movie and he became yeah, I, immediately I mean, my I, favorite. I, the first time I remember him, but then, but then I also had, he was, he was one of the figures that I had. I remember him from the movie. They did make a uh, figure. Yeah. But, I, but now, now I've got a, now I'm, now I'm curious if he ever then appeared on the cartoon, but I, I, mean, I was really excited to see him here. This was probably the highlight of the episode for me. Yes, I wrote it all capital letters. Blade exclamation point. I marked out for Blade the same way Robert Clark Chan marks out for Sting when he sees his 65-year-old ass up in the rafters. Yeah, uh, he, he had a cool, he had a cool, the action figure had a cool like chopping motion with his two yeah. swords. And his hips would turn and he would so chop. so fun to press that little button. Hell yeah, it was. I just imagine, uh, uh, Little Gina in like 1952 or something like that. <laughs> Little Elvis Presley action figure, just hips move and just, just losing her mind over it. Uh, I, I mean, I look. I had I had a Barbie and the Rockers uh s- set of action figures, and they Brad. really like danced. Like if you move them side to side, if you move their hips side to side, they move their arms up and down like they're dancing and grooving. And I was really into it. So this is accurate. I like any hip moving action figures. Just gonna let that let no that marinate for a sec. Um. <laughs> Uh, we go back to the uh, He-Man Skeletor Evil Lynn thing. They want to talk to her. And I kind of appreciate this. She's like, you actually want to talk at this point? And then just starts blasting. Like, that's fun. They have what I consider to be a pretty fun battle. Um, obviously, Adam and Depowered Skeletor cannot hang with Evil Lynn as full magic sorceress. But they're giving her a fight. And, I mean, the and- problem is... They can't hang with her. She has all of the power in creation. Yes. Adam's not even He-Man. Skeletor has never been that powerful. And they're holding their own, which I get. Like, the whole point is that it's a distraction. But, like, I was just like, why? why because are we Evelyn is enjoying fighting them. She says out loud, "I this is fun. Uh, you uh, know, she's she just does. she's fucking around. Because she has all the time and can blow out everything when she wants to. But here's her chance to fight Adam and Skeletor at the same time. She's going to take that opportunity. She's going to take that chance for uh, uh, a DP, a double That's play. It's mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. not where I was I going mean, with it. I mean, to be fair, Skeletor does keep opening holes. That's true. Oh, dear. <laughs> so moving back now to you're the sewers again. again. <laughs> now back to the sewers again. Uh, the te- uh, a Blade shows up at this point. Uh, which is great, and Clawful, I think, does as well. Uh, Tentacle Monster Orlax shows up with our homeboy, Mad at Arms, for the 19th time in this being the ninth episode. We have a surprise Mad at Arms appearance. It feels like you just wait every episode for his, oh, there he is, out of nowhere, surprise moment. Um, but he made friends with Orlax, the Tentacle Monster, and they just he just takes out all the bad guys to help him out. Yeah, so this was a, this was one of my notes that uh, uh, I was I was chatting chatting the boys today to tell them to to tell them what sound bites to pull, 
which Ray did not read. And one of my notes no spoilers. Was, <laughs> was, no, no, one of it was, oh yeah, this thing happens right, right after, uh, you know, right after they, they do yet another, oh man in arms, it's man in arms. He's been gone <laughs> so for good. so long. We all thought he was dead. Man at arms. And you know what? It's gotten to the point where I, this has to be a writer's room bit, right? Like either either the writers are aware of it and they think it's really funny that they keep overplaying the fact that Man at Arms is coming back even though we just saw him, but they're treating it like he's been missing for 15 years. Or they're not aware of it, which is like really insane to me that they wouldn't be aware of it. <laughs> So I, yeah. I don't know, I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt and say this was like this started as a bit in the writer's room that someone was like, wouldn't it be funny if we just treat every time he's on screen like the first time anyone has seen him in 20 years and everyone started laughing and they were like, yeah, let's totally do that. <laughs> I mean, because it works. Let me just say right now, because every single time you don't see him, that's foreshadowing that you're going to see him again in a surprise. But I will say you skipped over because this is in my notes. You skipped over Pig Boy and Goatman. No, nope, nope, Goat we haven't got there yet. We nope, have not gotten to Pig I, Boy I'm and Goatman. We did. Yes. Thank you, Chan, for backing No, because up. the next scene is killing the cat before Pig Boy and Goatman show up. Chan? Uh, nope. We already made it past that part. Yep. We have not gotten no Chen. You're just wrong about this. Ray, I go I in order. I don't go I, back and add notes. Ray, I literally chatted to you guys twelve fifty right before the holy shit man at arms is alive moment. Great moment when Pig Boy and Goatman enter, and and Tila says, "Is that Pig Boy and Goatman?" Oh, you know what? Excuse me. Uh, of course <laughs> you're right. You. Because Thank here's you. the deal. But they don't, they just get referenced. They appear, but they don't do anything yet. That's so the whole me. point of it, of this note. Pig boy and goat man? When it comes to henchmen, they've reached the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, well, you're a, you look like a, we don't do puns. Kill them. Nope. That happened after she killed the cat. I wrote no puns, and it's right after kill cat. Right. No, 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 no. Uh, you they go back and forth a couple of times and uh you missed one yeah i here's the deal yeah. lynn is dominating these fools she ends up murdering the evil battle cat the purple one whose name i forget yeah uh, again you're, you're, good fight you're, good fight that happens yeah i i really hated that part uh yeah it was terrible I, that's why I, you're I, trying to skip past it i know yeah but i'm just saying that's not what i was saying i literally said the pig boy and goat man entrance comes before the man at arms reveal. That was what I was saying. You chose to make it about the cat, which I, I just never want to talk mentioned. about the cat because she's more of a dog person. It turns out great dialogue, but, but here's the thing. Yes. So pig boy and goat man, which also I discovered in the, in the, um, uh, closed captioning, that pig boy is all one word, lowercase b, and goat man is two words, really? uppercase m. I don't like it. Hmm. I wish I want some. I want some some sort of. Uh, I want some streamlining on these names here. I want consistency. You know, yeah. uh, closed captioning has become a double-edged sword because we were watching Multiverse of Madness, and uh, my wife's watching it for the very first time. 
and uh, uh, one of the Doctor Stranges comes on, and the closed captioning says, like, Sinister Doctor Strange. And she turns to me, and she's like, I bet he turns out to be a bad one. (laughs) But it hadn't been revealed yet. Closed captioning, you got to get your poop together on this. I mean, to be fair, spoiling. He's he he looks evil. He, he has did. evil clothes on. In a destroyed he, universe. Yeah. Uh, Look, it was obvious it was happening, but let the movie reveal itself. Closed captioning. I don't need your help with that. But his name is Sinister do. Strange, though. But you could have just put is... what he said without putting his name on there. I don't think that's not really how closed captioning works. They don't put Dr. Strange says before every single line of dialogue. When there are Uh, two, if they're off screen. Yeah. I'm just, I'm very hurt by this closed captioning. You're on notice. Why are you watching it with the closed captioning on? Because I'm old. (laughs) I watch everything with closed captioning on. I mean, I usually do too, but it's, it's usually like if I'm really trying to like catch stuff, and yeah, Chan, Chan is correct that the immediate intro of him is he even talks like this. Like he's like, oh, we're going to do this thing. Like it's not. And he's wearing like dark blue and like black. I mean, look, you know his deal. <laughs> but I would have just preferred it if the movie revealed it and not the closed captioning. That's all. But they did reveal it. They revealed it by his look and by his clothes. And also the fact that you realize this is a land that has suffered an incursion. Yes, because of him. That's Correct. like that's evident from the from the get go. Until the third eye happens, you're not sure. Uh, no, I feel like that's not true. People who who understand how cinema operates yeah. knew. Look, I may have had an idea, mm-hmm. but I didn't know. Mm-hmm. You know why? Didn't foreshadow it. Mm, that's fair. Uh, can can we go back to the fact that? Yes, please. That the whole pig boy and goat man thing. Yes. Is like they're really trying to do this is one of those other like tongue in cheek thing that things that doesn't work. P- like they say pig boy and goat man. Pig boy and goat man, they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. And it's like, ha ha, the writers are really scraping the bottom of the barrel. This has a double meaning. Oh you know, Evelyn is doing it, but the writers are too. Wink wink to camera. And then they try and struggle for a pun and they go, we don't do puns. And it's like, ha ha. It's funny because the show usually does puns and lots of the bad guys do puns, but because they're scraping the bottom of the barrel, now they can't have a pun. I I thought that was pretty hilarious. Yeah. I liked it. You didn't like that we don't do puns bit because I I thought for sure that would land. Oh, man. The whole thing is Spoke like it feels like a Mormon dad trotting out his daughter and saying that she's just for him and dancing with her. What? It's like what? I don't know what What's the that? original intention what? of no. this was, but it's not it's happening across right how you want it to. This is got super weird. <laughs> yeah. That's my point. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, in that case, nailed it. Good job. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, which one is so Goatman is the Mormon dad and Pig Boy is the, nope, is nope, the daughter? Nope. Not, we don't need to go any further. No, I really this. want to break this we don't down need for the to next know 20 minutes. How the yak is swapping spouses. We don't need to know any of this. We just need to let these lie and move along. <laughs> so they get by them, a man at arms, they have a distraction or whatever. And, you know, and Tila starts to go. 
Uh, and then all of a sudden she turns around and she starts just like having this really out of place, bizarre, emotional, I don't think I'm strong enough for this moment. And I just wrote, what the fuck, Teal? Just fucking go. And just then, go. Yeah. and then fucking man at arms looks over at other girl and she's like, yeah, I can handle this. Take some time. And then proceeds to have the firefight with uh, Goat Boy and Fuckface. And then uh, they have <laughs> Tila has a heart to heart with Man at Arms. So and she's yeah. crying. You remind oh me God. of your mother. Uh, yeah. And, and he then, gives her, and he tells her she can do it. So then she believes she can do it. And it's like, give me a break. Is there any moment of this fucking show where the women don't want absolutely depend on a dude to fix their crap or to further their storyline or to do something? It's everything about this episode is sexist everything about this show is sexist i'm i don't at some point someone's gonna unearth this and i'm not gonna get a job because of it and i don't (laughs) i i hate it so much and i just want someone to tell them hate it with you hey did anyone notice that this is sexist as fuck like this whole show is sexist as fuck even though you tried to make it not because you're like what if it's tila's journey what about that what if we put a new lady in there that's that it. No one cares about. What about that? Then we're then we're progressive. What if Tila's in there, but she relies on a man for every single thing in her life? I mean, it's so like I get that she was having trouble meditating and doing her shit earlier, but for her to say, and I'm sure that they would say, no, 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 it's it's a, it's lovely, a daughter getting inspiration from her dad, and it's like fucking shut up, but like it there just, isn't. Let there her is a good reveal on her own without him being like, but you did do it. The, the power's been in you all along, Dorothy. Yeah, but that's it. that's the reveal though. Is that when she was doing the thing earlier, it was actually working. She just didn't trust that it was. Uh huh. Yeah, was we get that. Everybody family? shows up. Yeah, we get that, right? <laughs> yeah, that's Hold the on. whole point, you guys. Hold on. Nothing in this universe will ever be greater than being your daughter. What? I <laughs> am almost 100% certain that Kevin Smith has a daughter and he wrote this while they were having a falling out. Oh, and dear. this is fan fiction where he inserted himself as, in fact, this whole fucking thing is probably I'm man at arms and I have a daughter who doesn't understand how much I love her, but she will by God someday. <laughs> She's going to find out. Um, also later, I uh, wondered if, in fact, Smith, uh, Kevin Smith, uh, divorced uh, his wife because there's a bit where you know the king and queen like make up, and I'm like, is this that also like fan fiction from your life, man? Because uh, I will say he does have a daughter. She's lovely. Her name is Harley Quinn. Uh, right. She's she's very cool. I've worked. With I'm her sure a few she's times. fine. Uh, and their relationship seems very lovely and, and you know, they're, they're, he's, wow. he's put her in some of his movies and things like that. His wife is lovely. They're all lovely. This is not good writing. <laughs> <laughs> but why did he need to do this? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. As someone who's, whose dad died a few months back this should have really hit me. And instead I wanted to barf. <laughs> like I was, I was just like, really? Like you're about to become a sorcerer and your line is nothing would ever be greater than being your daughter. And it just sounds, it sounds so weird and, and stilted and, and like, like people don't talk like that unless there's something 
like a little wrong with them. <laughs> I mean, everything you're saying tracks. Like as much as I enjoy this property and enjoy this episode, this particular scene was a little difficult for me. Stop to enjoying get it, Ray. I look <laughs> look, normally I don't want to yuck anyone's yum, but this is this show is is a mess on so many levels. Ray's yum always needs to be yucked. Yeah. I uh, mean, yeah. I've been told. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah, they, they uh, men in arms, they all heard the thing. So, you guys, I don't think you picked up on this. Everybody actually heard her telepathic message. <laughs> and so that's why they all show up. Yep. Across the entire planet. Whole planet she did. Every, nobody nobody told her, apparently. Up. Until this moment, nobody told her. Like, Adam wasn't with her. He would have heard it. Nobody bothered. He didn't say, hey, man, Tila, great job with that message. Nobody said shit to her up to this point. Yeah. That's the part that drives me absolutely nuts. Also, is- why isn't that the first thing Man at Arm says to her? Like, hey, I just saw your message. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. You know, it's it's probably the greatest thing I've ever seen. And then she says, the greatest thing I've ever seen is me Being looking at you because I'm your daughter. I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah. To be fair, Man in Arms is ready to let her go without mentioning it at all. Yeah. It's 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 all weird. It's not so weird. good. Uh, there's there's look like every every show at some point has clunky writing. My favorite shows at some point will have clunky writing. It is usually because some executive says we need this clunky bit of something. Uh, And and then you're like, an executive made them put that in there. This show is all clunky dialogue. And it's (laughs) it's it's weird. It's weird that it's like like again, I'm wondering who this is for, what the tone is like. I, I don't know, man. I don't I, know. Uh, th- there have been t- times where I have thought like, oh, this feels like uh, a full episode's worth of uh, emotional development that had to be crunched into like four minutes because, you know, we, uh, we just couldn't afford the animation or, you know, this thing had to happen you know, and you only had yeah. 10 episodes. But it's happened so many times now that I'm like, well, some of the shit you, you, you just cut out. Like, if it's not going to happen, if you don't have uh, a full 24 episodes to tell the story, then you cut that part out, but it's still all in there, just crammed down into really weird, uh, weirdly paced chunks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, it's not a bug, it's a feature. I just think this is how the show is designed. And here's where we'll put the character development. Here's where we'll put this, but get it out quick and move on. Although that scene with Tila and Man at Arms did feel like it was 72 minutes long, just for the record. Not as long as a future scene, uh, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, uh, Tila's on the move. The distraction happens. Now we get to the Randor drama that Chan was referring to earlier. Uh, Randor and the Queen are trying to make up. They say, you know, we're going to do better this time. I, you know, I kind of like this scene. It shows that, uh, 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 you know, two people could knock it along, but then they could refine themselves in a, in a moment. I thought that was kind of nice. Uh, all the people start showing up from around the world and it's like, oh, okay, here we go. Evil Lynn, you know, one shot at all of heaven, but I'm sure this army's enough. Uh, <laughs> uh, this cuts to the nope, Tila sorceress scene. Yeah. This is one of the things that you asked for. Oh, excuse me. Go ahead. Yes, please, please play it. And then I will say it. 
Our new sorceress might just give us a fighting chance. If not, Eternia may have seen her last sunrise. As if. Okay. Okay. So okay. first of all, okay. this is a clueless <laughs> Easter egg because she says it like she did in Clueless. Now, normally, I would eat this shit up with a spoon. I would say, she said the clueless line. It's Alicia Silverstone and she's doing her clueless line. But it made me want to murder everyone. I would have found it to be a cute little Easter egg in any other show, but because it's in this show, it made me want to gouge my eyes out. And it's, again, because you can't just keep doing shit over and over again. If there was one episode where we see Man-at-Arms and we haven't seen him for a couple episodes and they treat it like, oh my God, we all thought Man-at-Arms was dead. Great. I'm going to be like, hell yeah, Man-at-Arms is back. When you do it every single episode, it becomes insane. You become an insane person. (laughs) So when everything about this is tongue in cheek, everything is about them saying ridiculous lines that don't belong in this universe at all. When you throw in an as if and expect, and like she gives a little smile afterwards and you expect people to go, clueless, I get it. I love it. Instead, it's just like, all right, that's another thing that's just, just pile it on the shit pile. Uh, you know how like the average, they say the average person, it's been debunked, but they say the average person swallows eight spiders in their lifetime while they sleep. Well, I can handle that. If someone, when I turned 80, if someone was like, hey, you've on average swallowed eight spiders, I would be like, wow, gross, but who cares? This show is like if someone every morning said, last <laughs> night you, you swallowed eight spiders. Eventually I would be like, fuck, man, fuck. Every day, you don't have to tell me this every day. Stop telling me it. It's gross and it's weird and I hate it. <clears throat> This show is like swallowing eight spiders every night. TV's Gina Ippolito. That's what they're going to put on the cover of the DVD, DVD slash Blu-ray that eventually gets made of this. No, I'm never going to work again. Dumped in uh, (laughs) um, a bin in Calcutta. (laughs) When I get hired on season two. Also, it hates women. Listen, when I get hired on season two of this show, you have to yeah. delete all of these episodes, Ray. <laughs> or at least put them behind I mean, like a really big paywall. Really big paywall. For all the slanderous Gina comments, go to our special secret $100 <laughs> a month level. To be fair, is that's a special Patreon that Chan sets up and you're a member of. <laughs> Fairly certain. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's the special blackmail level of Patreon. It's <laughs> it where I pull out all of the uh, pre-show talk that we've cut about people that we know and people in the industry and all the horrible things we've said about them. We have said some very horrible things about some pretty horrible people, to be fair. But people don't know they're horrible, <laughs> and that's okay. Yep, that's what life in LA uh, is for. It devolves to after a while. <laughs> that's why. That's why you come here, so you can learn horrible things about people you wish you didn't know. Like I knew that Kevin Spacey was a monster like years before it came out, and I just—that's the hard part—is you just assume everybody lives in LA and knows these things, <laughs> and so I would be like, having a conversation with people back in Michigan. 
and and just casually bring up some Kevin Spade. They're like, what What are you talking about? <laughs> Be like, oh no, he's he's really bad. You don't you don't want to party with Kevin Kevin Spacey. <laughs> it ends badly. Um. Anyway, uh, the the Tila sorceress scene happens in the pool. And this scene, this scene is like a hundred years long. I I zoned out for about half of it. And I was like, it's still going on. The upshot of it all is the sorceress tells Tila, in order to win the battle, you have to let go. Uh, which probably means Tila's dying at the end of episode 10 in order to save everybody. But I don't know. Uh, you know, foreshadowing. How, well, how does it work? Nobody knows. The whole thing here is like, you have to give up your entire life uh before you come into the pool uh right. to be this thing and that's Putting why i'm going to tell you that um you know you're my daughter blah 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 uh but then she's like you abandoned me uh tila's like you abandoned me and then the sorceress is like i never abandoned you i was always here so you're like but didn't you just say that you have to give up everything so i guess that means that tila has to I don't know, stop boning that one girl and give up her crush on Adam uh, to do this thing. Um, It just doesn't, the emotion of it is real weird because at Mm -hmm. the same time she's saying um, you have to give it all up. She's also saying, but I never gave it all up. And which then means like, why didn't you fucking tell her then if you didn't give it all up? Kind of weird. Yeah. Point of that? Yeah. Also, uh, you know, it's, it's having just had the tender parent moment. Uh, the, the stupid with her other dad. Parent yeah. And then like, she's trying to have like the mom is trying to have a tent. It's like, come on, man. Like to figure out what this show is. Is it tender parent moments? Is it stupid tongue in cheek pig man shit? Uh, you know what this show is? It's a show and an episode of a show that passes the Bechdel test because of this scene. Ugh. I also, I, like, if you're if you're going to say to someone who, by the way, was ready to head the attorney and military, you're going to have to give up your life to serve your country. It's not really hitting as hard. It's not like she's, you know, like a like a lounge singer living her artistic dreams, dating all sorts of cool people. Like she was ready to give up everything to be a military leader. So this isn't really that different. Sorry, and military people listening. <laughs> also in this scene, uh, her mom's like, oh, you have to give everything up. She's like, okay, cool. Fuck it. Whatever. The universe is going to end. I'll just do it anyway. And she's like, no, no, hold on. Let me explain to you uh, what you're giving up. Uh, like she was already ready to do it. So what is all of this? Like, wh- yeah, it wh- it's not, it's not good. It's not good. It's pig man shit. <clears throat> it's pig man shit. Yeah. I didn't care for this scene at all. Um, so yeah. You hate women I, though. That's different. Because it's the one scene that passes the Bechdel test. I just thought it went on too long. Like we, uh, to, to be fair, to what Women Gina were just talking had, to each other too long. Yes, go we on. Ju- <laughs> we just had the tender moment between parent and child, and that scene went on for too long. And then we drag it right behind with tender parent child moment with the other parent. Ray, just would like, you have we liked just- it better if they were both making you a sandwich during this scene, or having uh, uh, 
skanky hot lesbo sex <laughs> incest step. No, no, no. Okay, okay. Sorceress is the stepmom, <laughs> and she's the stepdaughter. But they're also um, stuck in, stuck inside a dryer. Stuck board is just my favorite. My favorite punchline. Uh, oh God, I love it. I love it. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I just look. <laughs> there's no coming back from any of this. But I will try. It is because it is on the scenes of the exact. It's, it's on the rails of the exact same freaking scene. We didn't need it. I don't know. This you're trying to you're just trying to save face after you said how much you hate all women. That is not what I said at all. <laughs> you literally oh. said they're only good if like their hand somehow gets stuck inside a dryer. That and was their, and there happens to also be a hole in their yoga pants uh. at the same time. Oh Ray, your next job's gonna be at like uh, 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 like the now the National Organization of Women, and your your Jesus. blackmail Patreon level is gonna be eight thousand yeah. dollars a month. They better there pay be me well. So much content. I did. This is all stuff you're projecting onto me. I did not say. I just said I didn't like the scene, and then told you why. And y'all came up with this elaborate fanfic that was not accurate. How dare you both? The one scene I didn't like. I'm finally agreeing with you all, and you turn it into Ray hates women. That's you can't outrageous. like the other scenes and not like this scene, Ray. I'm sorry. I also said the other scene made no sense <laughs> you, and didn't go anywhere. It was you, too long. You like other terrible scenes you just you so you can't you either not got you either got to dislike all the terrible scenes but you can't like all the terrible scenes except for the one that is is terrible and has two women in it but also ray know that if you like a scene we will give you shit for it (laughs) if you do not like a scene we will give you shit for it oh there is no way that you're getting out of here (laughs) I know I'm 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 stuck in the movie cube here and that there's no good way out of the box. I'm highly aware of my predicament. I'm just going to push forward because I know the people at home heard what I actually said and I will be pushing on. You two trying to get me in trouble over here. I, by the way, the interview with the uh, uh, National Association of Women uh, uh, is is uh, is tomorrow. So I'm hoping that it goes well. OK, yeah, good, good, good. I'm going to edit this real quick just to make sure we get it out on, in time. Let's get it out. The <laughs> the super secret Ray hates women cut. Thanks, Chan. <laughs> Dear Lord. How dare you? That is not it at all. Final scene of the episode. Uh, we were still with this fight scene, which I've been enjoying the fight scene between Evil Lynn, Skeletor, and Prince Adam. Yeah, uh, Skeletor. Ske- yeah, it's been, I've got, it's been good. Wait, uh, it's Skeletor. Does, but does, does Cringer die? No. I hear some I, bones crack. I it's not good. He did, but uh, like the uh, the big old beast dog, uh, like traps him, and then they keep coming back to it uh, later. So I don't think he's dead. He's at because at first I was like, oh no, he killed him. Okay, yeah, well, it sounds like he broke uh, his chest in. But then they keep well, cutting back, and he's still alive and squirming. So I'm like, oh, so he's just holding on to him. Yeah, and, and the but, big like, monster they focus on people's faces that are like. <gasps> Oh, like, no why one are they no doing that if he's not dead? Because this is bad. It's not oh, good. Because it's bad. Yeah. So Skeletor fights Evil Lynn, and she just slaps him aside. Adam comes at Lynn. Hold up. 
yep. Gina uh, oh, has point. something that she would like to hear. Yes. Is that what this is all about? Revenge against me? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Did you not realize that? Did you expect that there was going to be something else going on here? That, like, you know, I was just highly a highly motivated woman, or maybe I looked into this void and it drove me insane, or maybe I've been laying in wait because I want... No, it's really just because I don't like you that I took all this power and now I decide that I'm going to kill the entire world. And she literally says... I realize that the last time you died, you didn't stay dead. So now I've got to destroy existence to make sure you're dead. And if there's not anything, that is the most reductive, sexist bullshit I have mm-hmm. ever heard in a show in my entire life. Yeah. And the, uh, uh, they keep splitting it because she says, you know, like... um I'm not something you can use and blah, blah, blah. I am my own. And then just goes right back to I'm unmaking it all because you were mean to me and I'm a vengeful bitch and all women are just vengeful bitches who uh, are mean to men. And that's why I'm willing to mass murder an entire world because I don't like you. And because you wouldn't stay dead last time. So she's not even going to try this time just to kill him, she, which she could do. She has all the power. She could just unmake him right now. Mm-hmm. But no, she's so petty and she's she's probably on her fucking period. Mm-hmm. So she she just says, no, I'm just going to I'm going to kill everyone. I'm going to end all of existence. Everything will be nothing because I don't like you, buddy. And that is crazy especially because they started this episode by setting up the fact that she says god is dead oh my god we are we're all born and which is a much more interesting storyline than just i'm gonna kill my boyfriend yeah it didn't make a lot of sense to me because uh, everything you said i completely and utterly agree with they set up a really interesting thing where she you know you look into the void and the void looks back and it turned her crazy, and so she wants to think to to have it all just suddenly reduced to you know, uh, you know, you're a bad boyfriend was was a little was a little much. I did not did not care for that. I did like that Beastman steps forward and he's like, "Am I more beast or am I a man today? I am a beast." And I didn't actually know what he meant by that. Yeah, I, I had no idea what the fuck knew. was going on. I honestly I thought he was he was saying, I honestly thought he saw what she was doing and was like, all right, well, I don't want all of existence to end. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to fight her. But it turned out, no, he was saying, like, I'll be a beast for you today. Yeah. I guess. I, I like, don't know. I have no idea. I like the idea. And this is how I wrote it in my head as it was happening. Is that he stepped forward saying, you know, with his big pomp and circumstance, that she's already defeated Adam, defeated Skeletor, and he says, you asked me, which am I, a beast or a man? And I've decided I am a beast. And Evil Lynn doesn't know what that means, so she just turns him into a monster that will work for her to not worry about it. (laughs) I don't even think the show knows what it means. (laughs) No. I think he just thought it was a cool line. And look, I think my version is is one good line in this entire show. Maybe my standards are just so low at this point and it's not really (laughs) a good line. But at some point he he and it's a good line delivery. I mean, everything from Mark Hamill is a great line delivery. 
Henry, but he says he tries True. to appease her by saying, but Lynn, I love you. And she says, you can't love, you merely crave. And both of their line deliveries are so good on this. So I was like, damn, see, that's good. That is good. Boil that is good. TV's Tina Ippolito, when talking about Masters of the Universe Revelation, put it on the box. Boil (laughs) the entire series down to that that one exchange, and I'm giving you ten stars. There it is. I'm giving you ten stars. Well, we could (laughs) we could we could do a lot of polls on this for box. I mean, you're gonna uh, have to when I'm working on season two. <laughs> so I'm saying, literally, say, guys, I don't understand how you possibly thought I didn't like it. Look at the quote machine. Look at the wall of quotes behind me that Ray and Chan put together. These are all amazing things I said about the show, completely out of context. <laughs> um, I'm into it. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's fine. Uh, Lynn uh, uh, says, "I won't kill you, Skeletor." You know, okay. Uh, they have a whole conversation. She says, I'm going to unmake it all because you're a bad ex. That's just that shit. That's not good. Uh, <laughs> I just wrote that here. Uh, the army is here, though. And this is kind of a fun moment. The army shows up and and I didn't totally. Maybe y'all can help me fill this in. Uh, they're just like uh, evil Lynn. How will you fight this army? Don't you don't have an army for yourself. And I'm like, bitch, she doesn't need an army. She killed heaven. She has the power of all creation. What the fuck? Yeah. What? She doesn't need. Now, I know they're setting up to here's my army of subterranea, subternia, uh, undead folks to make a cool, uh, explosive, fun battle scene in episode 10. And I'm here for it. I want that battle. Sure, that's going to be a lot of fun. But why the F does anybody pretend for a millisecond that she needs an army? Also, I, I just want to point something out. And I 100% like realize that I'm being a nitpicky bitch right now. Uh, but when, you know, when, when they're talking about armies, He-Man says to her, like, after all you've done, there's barely a soul alive that would fight for you. I think that's the line. There's barely a soul alive. And as soon as he said it, I thought, why don't they just say there's not a soul alive? Why, why hedge it and say barely? You know and what? then Fair. I got in my head about is was this a note where where originally it was written as there's not a soul alive and then someone said oh but we just saw Beast Man be willing to go to bat for her so that's not true so change it to barely but okay. it's one of those like writer things that they teach you to like to like use the more forceful language even if it's not a hundred percent accurate because it hits harder. Mm-hmm. And it and like again, I realize this is very nitpicky, but the use of barely instead of not any, I just like just just say there's there's not a soul alive. Like we all know where this is going, we all know that she's going to raise an army of the dead, but to hedge it even that little bit is is so is just so weird. And it seems like one of those things that like in college, in screenwriting class in college, they would say nope. Just just make it the more forceful choice. Hmm. Yeah, 100% to that. Ray checked um, out. It was a little... You heard a woman talking. <laughs> it was a little nitpicky, but it's, it's, it is accurate. I, I agree. And you know what? It's, it's, it's indicative of just the, how much I don't like everything because in any other show I would have, I would have glossed over it. But in this, it's just sort of a, one of a billion. It's a death by a thousand cuts. 
after yeah. someone stabs you in the heart with a giant sword. It's <laughs> it's one microaggression on the backs of 5,000 macroaggressions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's fine. We're here to express our feelings on things. <laughs> I, uh, 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 yeah. I don't think there's anything more to say about it that Gene Ippolito did not just say. Um, that's the end of the episode, though. Uh, we're going to get that battle that we don't need, but I want. Didn't know I wanted it. Maybe I don't want it, but we're getting it. So I'm I'm happy for it. Um, the previous episode of uh, Revelation was better. The rat, the rat king or whatever the heck they called it. The gutter rat. That was a better episode than this one, but uh, this was fine. Except for a couple of overly, you know, bad parent child scenes. You know, the show's fine. I liked it. Boy, speaking, you accuse me of checking out. What the heck? What's happening right now? I am, I am exhausted by even your minimal attempts to to salvage this. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's, it's not the, you know, it's not the, uh, like my fingernails haven't been torn off my, my hand. So like, you know, that's good. Right. And yeah, it's truly the don't blame me. I voted for Kodos of this podcast. (laughs) I mean, here's the deal. That is a very accurate statement. It's just, this is a 24 minute episode or whatever. And I think the first 18 minutes, good enough. They get it done. We're having some good battle that we keep cutting back to. We're having a fun thing in the sewers with a a shocking appearance by man at arms uh, and a tentacle monster. (laughs) That makes me happy. You know, some weird vision with a giant snake that becomes eternity. I don't know. That was fun. And then the last six minutes hit with like, Randor scene. It's literally in three in a row. You get the really out of place, unnecessary Tila man at arm scene. Then you get the Randor drama that nobody asked for. Then you get the Tila sorceress scene, and I'm done. I have I am out. Like th- those three scenes were all too long, not interesting to me, and just they all three kind of said the same kind of general thing. And I just I was just beaten down by hearing having those three in a row. Boom, boom, boom. That we get to the end of the fight scene and I'm just sort of exhausted. And I'm just like, all right, Army of the Dead, let's go. Fine. End this thing. Uh, <laughs> so that's just sort of that's how this episode made me feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's our show, everybody. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast. We have one more episode of Masters of the Universe Revelation to go. You, the you big all don't want to hear that, do you? Like, you can just <laughs> let us stop. Okay, if you want to hear the finale, go hashtag Gimme He-Man, Chan. Uh, If you don't want to hear it, I want you to tweet at the show and go hashtag No Thanks, No He-Man for Me. Those are your options. Please, hashtag No Thanks, No He-Man for Me. (laughs) I can't believe you remember that. I forgot it the second I, I said it. Just give us this. Throw us this bone. Yeah, y'all want to hear it. Don't act like you don't want to hear it. It sounds you y'all with us this far. You're doing the finale. You'd be mad if we didn't. Mm. Now, getting these two on board for season two of this show might be an uphill battle. So you might want to use that hashtag uh more He-Man, Chan. You might wanna you might want to start using that a lot. Okay, uh, let me sweeten the pot for you. 
we all know that Gina is a completionist. Mm -hmm. We know Mm -hmm. that there's nothing that she won't finish because otherwise there'll be just like a niggling thing in the back of her head that just Mm -hmm. keeps telling Mm -hmm. her, you're not done yet. You're not done yet. Imagine what it would be like if we didn't do the last episode. Imagine how insane, how Edgar Allan Poe level of insane Gina will become Mm. if we don't finish this series. Here's the thing. I'm going to counter this by saying I removed two series from my Netflix queue today. What? Yeah. But you finished both of them, obviously. (laughs) No, it was one of them I watched the pilot. One of them I watched like seven episodes of. And then I was just like, I've had enough. Wait, what were these shows that didn't make the Gina cut so we know what other shows you won't be staffed on this year? <laughs> uh, one of them uh, was, is called, I mean, they're both on Netflix. One of them is called Heartstopper. I had watched the pilot for IMDb and it's it's sort of like this teen gay romance that's very whimsical wow. and there's animated things on screen, like animated hearts. And I don't really do animated teen whimsical romance unless someone in hates there is, the gays that's all i'm hearing unless someone in there is a vampire or a whale werewolf or it turns out they're in alternate parallel universes i need some sci-fi with my romance i don't just do ever do straight romance uh and then the other one i you're you're gonna yell at me I, okay here we go here we go uh i think you should leave huh. really I've only ever watched the first episode of that, which I I should have seen it all by now. I could not handle all the yelling. I could not. every (laughs) He yells in every sketch, and it got to the point where I I started fast-forwarding through those sketches because I was like, I can't can't take this dude yelling anymore in sketches. And then it it made me realize that he's he's literally, he gets to a point where he's yelling in every sketch, and I just, and the sketches are funny. It's just, I can't. I can't handle it like being like the most heightened beat is him yelling. Uh, I, I got really Man. tired of it. I'm I really glad that. Gina didn't watch uh, my sketch comedy back when it was playing at T.I.O. West. That, yeah. And, and I'm sure I've said before, but I, <laughs> I, yeah, for the record, um, uh, Tim Robinson was uh, part of the Second City Detroit crew when I was there. So mm-hmm. like I knew him back then. And I didn't know he had achieved so much success in the interim time between, say, 2004 and now until like a few months ago. (laughs) I had no idea he'd make it such a strong trajectory. I just remembered as this funny guy who, you know, was a little off, uh, uh, who did comedy in the same kind of circles that I did way back there at that time and then completely forgot about him. In my back of my head, if you were to ask me, I'd be like, I don't know, you sell insurance now or something? Who knows? Wait, Turns seriously? Out what What is your Twitter feed player. filled with and what is your social media feed filled with? I've never, I've never, nobody had posted about him ever until a few months ago when everybody started uh, posting that, crazy. that hot dog picture and I was like, hey, that looks like that dude uh, from the comedy back in Detroit. That's funny. You're and then just, I, oh, you that just is very much were not paying attention. Uh, uh, I guess. I, I is mean, that a surprise, did, TV's Gina? Pelina? But also, like, yeah, you, you didn't watch Detroiters? No, I never did. I kept, well, I, kept I, I should have watched Detroiters. Wow, Look, there's it's made for me. And this is probably why yeah, it's not on the air anymore. I don't know what the hell you're doing. Yeah, I didn't realize that there were multiple reasons that you're not allowed back in Detroit. <laughs> oh, no, I've failed my city. Uh, the Green cool. Arrow would be pissed at me. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, and the thing is, like, I like him. I loved him in Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Like, I think I he's he hilarious. Great. 
I just like in my mind found myself like comparing it to like Key and Peel and thinking, man, the energy of every Key and Peel sketch is totally different. And they're all so funny. And the energy of every one of these sketches is the exact same. And it is exhausting. Yes. Uh, it reminded me a lot of the state because the state had that same kind of everybody shouting at your mouth. Uh, watch it again, Gina, and tell me I'm wrong. I have a lot it on of DVD. Sketches. I watched all of I it like it two years ago. Yeah, a lot of shouting. Uh, but the, no, the I, I removed both of those shows from my Netflix queue. And to be honest, if if someone said we're not going to watch this, I would remove this from it and never have another thought about it again. I'm evolving. You would remove it before the finale? Also, I, I have a hard also, time believing it. I mean, I, there is, you, I no. think you underestimate how much content I need to watch now just to do my IMDb podcast. It's a lot. <laughs> Gina, sure. You were shooting yourself in the foot. I gave you an out. I was like, think of how horrible Gina will feel. No, I'm Surely the one that people that. like. They want to were... torture Ray. They want to torture <laughs> you. They want to message me weird, sexy messages that I don't want. That's not the same as, well, it's a different kind of torture. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, just think about this, uh, people. If we don't do that last episode <laughs> of uh, He-Man, Masters of the Universe, Revelation, Gina will uh, walk around her house in, in sexy lingerie, <laughs> getting stuck in various pieces of furniture, <laughs> and you can just imagine what she's doing at any given time. As soon as she watches that final episode, though, it all comes off. She's just wearing dungarees and... and and plaid flannel. Dungarees. It's just smoking a, a corncob pipe. Are you a dad from 1987? <laughs> what is happening? I mean, this is me just bearing like the opposite. Like, like what is what do I think is like the least sexy thing? <laughs> Dungarees, uh, corn cob, apparently. Corncob pipe is really a big top three, I gotta feel. I think corncob pipes are very sexy. I've no doubt that you do. I, you I really have a weird thought Popeye there was gonna, fetish and there were like I go was you. the Oshkosh Bagosh overalls. I really thought that's where we were going with it. <laughs> no, I'm sure there's pedos in our audience. <laughs> I don't want to give them that. Oh yeah, huh? Look, well, that's uh, disappointing. Like, here's the thing, like uh 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 as just a statistics thing, they've gotta be out there. I'm not saying that it's a good thing or that you should be. I'm just saying that they're probably there. Remember we said before, Chan, about how we say things before the camera starts rolling? Nope. That we're Chan? really hoping won't get out there? Don't remember a bit of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm saving this all for the blackmail, Patreon. Dear Lord. Anyway, that's the episode. Uh, hope, comma, for a destination. Masters of the Universe Nasty. Revelation. Part two, episode four. You know, you guys haven't sang on the show in a while. And people at home want that. I don't. But the people at home do. They've told us very vocally they want you two to sing and me not to sing. Which, quite frankly, hurts my feelings a little bit. But that's where we're at. <laughs> That's where we're at in the show. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast. You can find us online. You can go to Facebook.com slash Knowing is Half the Podcast. Patreon.com slash Knowing is Half the Podcast. Get into the super secret vault. 
where there's over five, I think nearing 600 episodes of this show at this point. Uh, lots and lots of good stuff in there. All the stuff we don't play on the main feed. Uh, so if you're taking a trip, you just want to be a part of it. You just want to support the show. Get on there. It's like five bucks. Come on. It's five bucks. And then with inflation, we're, that's basically like what $2 was like a year ago. So, I mean, please, this is, checks out. this is not even a cup of coffee. It's a cup of water. You mm-hmm. can afford that. Five bucks a month will get you all that. Uh, otherwise, you can get this up on Twitter at G.I. Joe Podcast. And individually, I am at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. Oh, no, and there's I'm stuck no- in the couch. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> Only four others share this secret. Guardians of Greyskull all, amidst an army of the honorable, committed to guarding Castle Greyskull from the havoc of destruction. For those who control Greyskull control the power, the power to be masters of the universe. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always, am I the winner? Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com.